If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm going to say a little bit too much. This is Oversharing with me, Erica Shea. It's another Tuesday. It's another Oversharing with Erica Shea. And this is a much more fun topic than anything serious. I have been traveling. You know what, though? Here's the thing. I I was about to say I've been traveling nonstop lately. But if you know me in real life, if you follow me on Instagram or whatever, you know that I've been traveling nonstop for like the past five years. (laughs) Um, Aside from probably seven to eight months of COVID, I travel at least once a month. I literally don't know the last month where I stayed put for the entire month. And uh, frankly, it's like I say at least once a month. It's it's more like two to three times a month. I spend weekends outside of my home city. There's pros and cons to being on the go so much. And sometimes I really, really miss being like super settled in my home. And I don't feel like I know San Diego as well as I could have if I obviously didn't travel so much since I moved here. I mean, since I moved here, I've hardly been here. And that's more on bachelorette parties, weddings, and accidentally getting into a long distance relationship. So, you know, again, it is what it is. But the amazing thing about traveling so much like this is that I've become an incredibly efficient traveler. And I realize that not everyone is as well versed in getting through airports and figuring out when the best times to fly are or figuring out the best seats or the best ways to maximize your time in the city you're traveling to. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And I think I have a unique perspective on it because 99% of the time that I'm traveling, I'm traveling alone. So I know that like part of the trip when you're going on a trip with someone like with a partner or with your girlfriends or whatever, part of the trip is is traveling. But when I'm traveling alone and I'm just trying to get to where I'm going as fast as possible, efficient travel is very essential. And we actually talked about this on the radio show that I'm on today because I traveled back from Las Vegas. I was working the iHeartRadio Music Festival this weekend and it was amazing. It was in Las Vegas and my coworker was traveling with me coming back to San Diego. And he has the audacity to tell me that not only does he not carry on, so he checked a bag for a three-day work trip, but he also prefers to sit in the back of the plane and likes to sit on the aisle. And like the aisle versus the window, that's not an efficient thing. Like you can, it really isn't going to matter, right? Whatever row you're in is what matters. Sitting aisle or window doesn't really matter for efficiency. But I find that psycho behavior to want to sit in the back of the plane on an aisle. So we'll get into more of that. But I think the biggest thing, the most important thing, if you're going to try and travel efficiently, for me means making the most of my time in whatever city I'm going to. Uh, Carry on only. I have become the queen of packing a carry-on. Like I can fit probably up to five days in one small carry-on bag that doesn't get too heavy. I make hard decisions about what shoes come with me. I choose to rewear a lot of shoes because I know that they'll go with multiple outfits. Yeah, maybe they're not my favorite choice for whatever, but I also don't pack a lot of outfits where one shoe that I would not wear any other time on the trip is required. So like I have these incredible pink suede booties, you guys, they don't travel with me because they really go with very few outfits. And if I'm going to be wearing them, I'm probably not going to wear them all weekend, basically. 
So carry on only find one. And that took some time for me. I didn't used to have a carry on that I loved. And now I have this one. It's called like it's go penguin from Amazon. It's blush pink. It's kind of a knockoff for the away bags. I think the away is still a little bit better, I would argue. And I would like to invest in an away carry on at some point in the near future. But a little go penguin bag from Amazon. It was a gift a couple Christmases ago. It fits everything I need. It's the best. After that, the next most efficient thing I do, um, there's a couple things here. I started talking about not sitting in the back of the plane because I really, you guys, there was a time when I missed a connecting flight because my seat was assigned to me in the back of the plane. And it was a work trip. And I was flying from San Diego to Memphis. And my flight from San Diego to Arizona was slightly delayed. And so then I missed the flight from Arizona to Memphis. And that happened because we got held up like a couple minutes. And then I was sitting in the back of the plane. And I am not kidding. Had I been seated towards the front of the plane, I would have made the flight because I think I got to the gate two or three minutes after the gates closed. So I'm also a nonstop kind of girl. But if you have to connect, sit towards the front of the plane if you can. If you have any power over it at all, I'm a Southwest girl, so I do always have some power over it. I will sit in a middle seat towards the front of the plane over sitting a window in the back of the plane. I'll say that. And... You also need to know your home airport well. So when I fly out of San Diego now, I know exactly how long it's going to take me to get through security. I know where I'm getting my glass of wine from before I board, if I have time for that. Sometimes I don't. And you kind of learn the like little tricks in order to not have to spend two hours in the airport before. Because a lot of people get stressed out about security. And then you end up just sitting in the airport wasting time. Um, obviously having a list with Southwest, which I've only gotten because I traveled so much, you have to take 25 flights within a year to become an A-list member. That's actually fun fact. It's segments of flights. So it's like, if I had a connecting flight, say this, um, Memphis trip was on Southwest, it wasn't, but if I had San Diego to Arizona to Memphis and then Memphis to Arizona to San Diego, I would get four flights counted towards my A-list status. So uh, this year, I did not need any connecting flights. I have already made my A-list status, which is insane, by the way. It's only the end of September, and I actually think this coming weekend, my a single flight will put me at A-list status for all of 2023. So... Having a list is great because um, Southwest will check you in for you. So I never have to worry about the 24 hours before. It'll pop up on my phone and be like, oh, here's your boarding pass. You're A22, whatever it is. And they're also at most airports. And this is only something I learned more recently. There's a priority line. And you can go in the priority line if you're A-list. So it's slightly different from TSA PreCheck because you do have to take off your shoes. You need to take your back or, or your computer out of your backpack. You need to take off jackets, that kind of thing. But I have found that very few people use or know about the priority line. And therefore, it's actually shorter than the TSA PreCheck line usually. Um, 
and even in the San Diego airport, it's not called the priority line. It's called like the A-list line. So if you are A-list and you haven't been utilizing this, I literally found this out this year, you guys, which is embarrassing. I should have known all along. And the other thing is I just got TSA pre-check. I used to be stubborn. I will admit it. I mean, I still am stubborn in many ways, but I used to be really stubborn about getting pre-check because people who have pre-check are a little psycho about it and will like berate you (laughs) for not having it. Like I can't even count the amount of times that people would look at me with this like disgusted look on their face and be like, you don't have pre-check. And I'm like, guys, no, I didn't have pre-check. I thought it was a much more intense process to get approved for it. I'm embarrassed to say probably two, uh, three weeks ago, I decided I would like to get pre-check. I found that I could go to the San Diego airport, which is incredibly convenient to get to, and I could get an appointment the following week. I had my TSA pre-check number. Like I was approved, had my number within 36 hours after that appointment. The appointment took me 10 minutes. So if you don't have pre-check yet and you travel more than like three times a year, I hate to be another one of those people who's going to be like, you don't have pre-check, but like, it's actually really worth it. And it saved me the, my last trip coming back from Denver, which was just two weeks ago. I would not have made my flight if I did not have pre-check because I pushed the limits and I just wanted to hang out and we got to the airport and I was like, this is cutting it close, but I made it just barely because I had pre-check. So shout out to TSA pre-check. Obviously go get it if you can. And I want to say it was 80 bucks for five years, 85 bucks for five years, something like that. It's like very reasonable. Um, So that is a huge new thing. I'm also now in a long distance relationship and I will be flying out of Denver more often. And that airport alone will make you get pre-check. I flew out of there one time, not with TSA pre-check, and I said, never again. Another big thing for efficient travel is, or maybe not even efficient travel, but just smart traveling is I have a credit card through my bank where I get travel rewards, and so many random things have gotten paid off. So it's like every time you spend money on something travel-related, you get extra points, and then those points pay off anything that you spent money on that's travel-related. So I, I typically redeem my points before they build up to the point of like paying for a flight because at the end of the day like my points are I can put them towards smaller purchases so really random things like parking like parking meters can count on your travel credit card so I pay those off all the time um sometimes oh yeah lifts and ubers I can pay off which is great Um, I want to say I've been able to pay off like postmates before with it which is kind of random but I guess it falls under uber and, you know, I've, I've actually paid off a hotel stay before with my points. So it's really good to have. I actually, because I fly Southwest specifically so much, I know I should get a Southwest credit card. I just haven't done it yet. But I think those things make a huge difference just because at least you don't feel as guilty. Maybe that's just me justifying how much I travel. Whoops. But I'm telling you, it's very worth it if you go out of town a lot or if you use Ubers and Lyfts a lot. Like It really does make a difference. And I have not paid for a ton of Ubers and Lyfts because of that credit card. Um, I mentioned nonstop flights. Basically, my thing with nonstop flights is that it allows me to... It's like Sometimes they're not at the single most convenient time. Going to somewhere, it's almost always worth it because you'll almost always get there just about as soon, even if you have to leave your home city later. But coming back from a trip, 
sometimes, yeah, you have to leave a little earlier than you'd want to, but obviously you save so much time in the air. But for me, it's about like minimizing the good parts of my trip. Like that doesn't make sense. It's about maximizing. (laughs) My gosh, you guys, my brain. For me, it's about maximizing the time I spend with whatever friend, family, boyfriend, whatever on my trip and minimizing the amount of stress it puts on me the travel day back, I guess is the best way to put it. Like if I have to leave at 5 instead of 7 p.m., like 5 p.m. instead of 7 p.m., I'll do the 5 p.m. if it's the nonstop and the 7 isn't because first of all, I work very early morning. So coming back at 7 p.m. on a Sunday is rough. Coming back at 5 p.m. on a Sunday though, you know, as long as it's not a super long flight, I can get home, have dinner, go to bed, wake up and still do a good job at my job. Uh, And I feel like that's such an important thing because people ask me like, oh, how do you do it all the time? That's probably the number one thing people ask me when they haven't seen me a while is like, oh my gosh, aren't you exhausted? All of this. First of all, yes, I am exhausted. But second of all, I've had so much quality time with the people that I love because of the traveling I've done. And do I wish that people would travel to me more? Yeah. And sometimes they do. And that's awesome. But um, I am tired, but I do my best to make it worth it. Like with my job, it's a unique experience where I can leave earlier in the day on Fridays and get somewhere by the time whoever I'm visiting is off work. And then if I need to do some work from the airplane on Sunday flying back, or if I need to do it while in the city, whatever it is, like I'll do it. And I'll still get home at a reasonable time to go to bed and wake up and do my job because I'm not letting myself get home at midnight except one time I did and I will never do that again (laughs) as long as I can control it. Another thing about like if you're going to travel a lot and you're trying to have like the most stress-free or efficient travel is accepting that sometimes there's going to be delays. I've been pretty fortunate, knock on wood, with delays lately, um, except that one time that I got home at midnight, I got delayed like an hour. That was rough. But I think that I just keep an eye on my flights and I just accept that delays happen. And sometimes like when you're in Southwest or when you're flying Southwest, you can often actually change your flight if you need to. Like I have seen that my flight got delayed by like three hours once and I just changed to an earlier one and had to rush to the airport, but it still worked out. So there are definitely ways and I just kind of prepare myself on travel days, like keep an eye on it so you know, and then you can adjust. Actually, it's like what my field hockey coach growing up would say, modify, adjust, adapt. So when delays get thrown at you, which they will sometimes, you just kind of roll with the punches and go have another glass of wine at the bar because that is also one of my hacks for traveling. I usually try to have one glass of wine before a flight because then I will fall asleep. And that's also why I prefer the window because I can fall asleep against the side of the plane. And then when I land in whatever city, guess who feels more refreshed? My flight home from Las Vegas this weekend. I'm not kidding. I turned to my coworker and said, I'm going to fall asleep before we take off. I was out before we took off. And I was, I didn't fully wake up until wheels touched the ground. And that, that my friends is the most efficient travel I've ever done because being asleep on a flight is the best, especially like I said, when you're traveling alone, um, I've gotten very good at being able to sleep on planes. So those are just some of my, my best travel tips. I also am someone who only travels comfortably. I will change in the airport when I land, if I have to, 
another thing about the carry on and checked bag thing. And I got into an argument, you know, like a joking argument with my coworker. He's like, well, if I check a bag and I sit in the back of the plane, then the bag's usually coming out by the time I'm like off the plane, whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, but if you don't check a bag and you don't sit in the back of the plane, I'm not kidding. You probably save yourself 20 to 30 minutes. So like by the time you call your Lyft or your Uber, the people from the back of the plane are just getting their bags and they're going to now have to like walk out and wait for their cars. I know I'm being a little intense about this, but when am I not a little bit intense? Okay. And also when am I not right about this? Like I really believe that I'm correct about front of the plane carry-ons. And if you want to debate with me, you're welcome to, but I'm telling you right now. So my biggest takeaways, front of the plane, bring a carry-on only have a travel credit card, have pre-check or A-list and try to sleep on your flights so that whenever you land where you're going, you can be like ready to party. Isn't that what life's about? Like getting somewhere and just being ready to hit the ground running. Okay. I might sound insane right now, but that's all we have for this week. Very short and sweet little one. Um, I'm going to be next. What? I'm going to be back next week. Guess what? I'm traveling again this weekend for another wedding and I'm just super excited. So I will see you guys after that wedding. I'll have some, some updates maybe from it, maybe even a wedding part two. I've been asked to do another wedding episode and I do have some thoughts. So potentially wedding part two next week. If not, I have, I have so much I want to talk to you guys about, but like I'm really starting to think I need to bring some friends on here to help me have some of these conversations. So we will talk next week. I love you very much. I hope that if you're traveling this weekend, you take some of my tips or that the next time you plan your travel, you think, what would Erica do? Because I'm telling you, I've gotten real good at this thing, okay? <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>